You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. What is it that you and your family watch before you go to bed at night? If you're like my family, and I'm sure many more around Australia, you are watching Shaun the Sheep. It's definitely a favourite in my house for both the adults and the kids. CGI is something that we're all very familiar with, but stop animation was here before any of that happened. And one of the seminal studios is Artiman Animation from the UK. They're the people that bring you Shaun the Sheep, Wallace and Gromit, and you might know Chicken Run as well. It's a fabulous film. This week, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, or ACME, presents the exhibition Wallace and Gromit and Friends, The Magic of Aardman. You can check out sketchbooks and storyboards, plus the actual puppets themselves and detailed sets. Peter Lord is the co-founder of Aardman Animations and creator of Morph, The Little Orange Man. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hi, I'm very well. How did you first get into stop-motion animation? And and what is it that you love about it? Because it seems to me it requires an enormous amount of patience, so you must be passionate about it. Yeah, you've got to be passionate about it. Um, And it doesn't... I will say to a young audience, it doesn't need a lot of patience, actually. The great thing about it is we work with modelling clay, and it's very, very immediate... And quite instinctive. And the fact is that if you've got like a uh, an animation program on your phone or on your laptop, which lots of people now have, kind of anyone can do it. You know, you can any anybody can come in off the street and sit down at a table and prop up their phone so it doesn't move, and take a lump of clay and make it move. You know, that so the actual process is really simple, and I I must say totally magical. It's a great thing to do. Um, I'm not pretending that it, it stays that easy, you know, <laughs> it, it gets complicated, but, but the basic idea is, is nice and accessible, and that's why, to answer your question, that's why we got into it, I think, because when I was like 16, with my friend Dave, we, we experimented with animation, um, just for a hobby, just one rainy weekend. We did what I would say was conventional animation, which was drawn animation, um, where you end up doing 12 drawings a second. And that, I found hard work. And then one day, we had the idea to try something different. And tr- instead of doing lots of drawings on paper, to work with modeling clay. And that, I found simple, fun, um, exciting, actually, all those, all those things. So, that, so, that's, so that's why we stuck with that. Do you still get your hands on the the clay yourself, Peter, or are there more? I mean, Ardman is huge, but do you still get to be involved in that process? Well, yes and no. I don't. I I have to confess that I haven't animated for a long time now, actually, because, like you say, we're a big company, uh, and teams of other people do that. But I do. You mentioned more for the little who's who's just like five inches high, made of um, brown or orangey brown. Plasticine, and uh, he he goes with me everywhere. So he's with <laughs> me today in Melbourne, and so him, I'm, I'm making and sculpting and putting in funny positions like the whole time, just for for uh, for my own pleasure and amusement, really. <laughs> so you're the creator of Morph. Mm-hmm. Um, how how about Shaun the Sheep and Wallace and Gromit? Because they're such iconic characters yeah, for us yeah. now. Um, how did they come about? So Dave and I, we started in 76 full-time, and by about 
four, we were really quite busy and successful, and we wanted to take on some help. And we met a young man whose name was Nick Park, and he was at film school. And um, we, we saw his work and we thought, oh, this, guy, this guy's good. You know, we could work with him. And he had created two characters called Wallace and Gromit, a man and a dog, the man who's a complete fool, to be honest <laughs> with you, and the dog who's very, very smart. And he made a film called The Grand Day Out. He was making it at film school on his own, like with no help at all. And it was going so slow that if we hadn't rescued him, I think he, he might not have finished it today. You know? <laughs> so he was, he was going so slow. We invited him to come and join us. He did. He finished The Grand Day Out with us. And that, so he effectively brought us these two characters, Wallace and Gromit. And then went, together we, we created... Um, New films, like the famous one, is The Wrong Trousers, and then A Close Shave. So that was how Wallace and Gromit joined us. And then, in The Close Shave, which is a, a Wallace and Gromit film, there's a brief appearance by a, a very cute little lamb called Sean, which in England is a kind of a, a, kind of a pun, because Nick Park loves a good pun. <laughs> so a sheep that has been sheared is Sean, a Sean sheep, call him Sean. Bingo. And, and I see, that's a gag a minute. And that, that, that was very nice. Everyone thought Sean was really cute, but he, he didn't do very much. He, he was only in the film for 10 minutes. 10 years later, another of our team, a guy called Richard Starzak, had the idea to take, to take the Sean character and create a new life for him. Give, give him a family, a farmer, a dog. And Richard um, created the Sean the Sheep series, which is just fantastic, you know. So, oh, I love Sean. Oh, he's, he's so good. I mean, he's I, very I, clever. I love it too. You know, really. <laughs> the stories are so funny and charming and so clever. And they work so hard to get really good stories and really good performance. So um, whose idea was it to take the... Well, I'm assuming that the small baby sheep in Sean the Sheep is Timmy. Yes, yes. Yes. So, yes. so you just you can just keep evolving. When's the dog going to get his own show? That was somebody else's idea, and you know that, that's how we work. Really, we do. Um, we, you know, I don't, we're not like cynical. We didn't think, um, how can we exploit these characters? Uh, a, a woman called Jackie came along, and she had the idea. She said, "I, I love Timmy. I, I want to do something with him." And so, so yeah, okay, you can have a go. So, she, you know, so Sean came from Wallace and Gromit. Then Timmy came from Sean, so heaven knows where we'll go next with this. <laughs> but, uh, but, but good characters, funny characters, irresistible. That's what we love. That's what we love doing. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Peter Lord, who's the creative director and co-founder of Ardman Animations. Peter, you were just speaking then about... Um, how you really, the company founded in 1976. Hmm. And of course, so much has changed in cinema and animation in yeah. that time. Yeah. And I sometimes watch um, animations with my kids that look like their stop animation. And I always say to my husband, are they really doing proper stop animation or are they doing that on the computer? Yeah. Um, most people, of course, are doing it on the computer. Yeah. Where does Ardman stand in that kind of evolution? Yeah. Yes, it's an interesting area. <laughs> um, when we started in 76, if you wanted to have an animated character that looked as if it was three-dimensional and real and existing in the real world, our way was the only way to do it, to make a puppet, um, uh, an animated puppet, and, and 
move it a little bit, take a picture, move it a little bit, take a picture, move it a bit, take a picture. That was the way it was done. Ours was the only way. Uh, then gradually in the 80s, people started talking about this new magic of computer animation, and now it's very, very sophisticated. And the fact is, now with computers, people can sort of copy what we do. I think that's true to say. Most computer animation doesn't copy what we do at all. It's just, but it, it makes a good-looking three-dimensional world. And, you know, the, the extreme case, you've got a Pixar film, like Toy Story. You know, that's it. They, they don't use puppets. They use computer models, and they create wonderful stories. Some people... Some people with computers go out of their way to try and copy what we do and make it look like it's a puppet, which, which kind of really annoys me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do your own thing, you know. Mm. Um, because the fact is that what we do with Shaun the Sheep or Wallace and Gromit, it is handmade, absolutely handmade. It's full of love. You know, the people that make it, the people that make those films put in an enormous amount of time and energy and skill and love and I believe that that sort of comes across on the screen. That you, you can see that. You can feel it, you know. And I'm not talking about the hard work. I, that, the hard work doesn't interest me so much. I don't want to tell your listeners that, oh, you know, we shoot two seconds a day and that, and that kind of thing. That doesn't interest me very much. What does interest me is the intimate, the handmade aspect of what we do, you know. I just think the audience picks it up, you know, I think they pick up that extra level of care, and I think there's a magic to it as well, you know, for me it's it's magic, because when you watch Sean the Sheep, you kind of know it's a little puppet, you know, Sean stands about five inches high, maybe, uh, it's quite simple, and you know it's a sort of a, a moving doll with part of your brain, but most of your brain is just thinking, well, what a mischievous guy, you know, what a clever fellow, you know, what a surprise, what a good joke. You're following the story, which is the important thing for us. Yeah, story is everything. Story and character is everything. And then just in the back of your mind, this magical knowledge that it's alive and it's a puppet at the same time. When you, th- when you think about um, the Muppets, the same thing. You look at Kermit, and you know he's made of felt or fabric, you know, and he's just a puppet, and he's alive. It's, it's magic. What is it, do you think, that keeps the audiences coming back to Ardman films when other industries have been forced out of that real craft that was the basis of their media? Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a very interesting question because, of course, in our studio we've done the same thing, which is to say that in the old days, Shaun the Sheep was made on a film camera and now it's made on a digital camera. So we've gone through exactly the same transition with the medium, you know, with the way the pictures are captured, but still stop-motion animation shot with puppets. So why does that work? I, it's really hard to define it, I must say. And in fact, it, it, I almost don't want to. You know, it's almost like it's a, it's a magic thing. Mm, because it I can ha- see with us, like for me, I know when I watch it with my kids, there's a bit of nostalgia because that's what I grew yeah. up with. Yeah. But for them, they watch everything from uh, Pixar films to sometimes something in 3D, but they still love Shaun the Sheep, Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit. Mm. Um, it still has appeal to them. So it can't just be that, oh, isn't that nostalgic, isn't it lovely, that the no, craft? It's not, and, you know. it's more than that, isn't it? I, I tell you one thing is that I believe, as far as I know, that all, that all children, certainly in the, in the modern age when kids are allowed to be kids and they've got time and leisure, and even before that, back into 
back into prehistory. I believe that kids have always made a little doll with, you know, with a stick and some rags, or they've bought, or they've bought one from Toys R Us, and they've taken the doll, they've moved it around, and given it a voice, and told stories about it in their head. I think it's, a, I think we've all done that. You know, I think it's a very, very profound, deep human thing, a part of childhood, for all of us. That, that magic of taking the doll and and in your in your hand it's alive you make it you make it alive and i think that just deeply appeals to people and, and is and it's kind of important for for people for human beings you know and i think that we we tap into that not not in a calculated way but in practice we do that we we remind people of that we remind people of play and childhood and magic and those things even though the stories are often quite um, sophisticated. You know, we, like the Shaw and the Sheep stories, they're funny, but sometimes the, what's going on underneath, the, uh, the sort of psychology of mm. Sean and the farmer and the dog is really quite sophisticated. So we put together those two things, you know, genuine wit, I hope, you know, cleverness, comedy, and somehow the magic of childhood. Um, look, we've been talking a lot about um, Ardman, and of course, you're in Australia for the Australian Centre for the Moving Image and their um, uh, the yep. Magic of Ardman yep. exhibition. Most of us would be thinking, "Oh, I've got to get along to that to show the kids." But you're yep. also doing um, workshops, aren't you, for budding animators? Yes. Are those are. are those for adults or for children? Those are for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how exciting! Yeah. There's, there's, uh, last night I was at, I'm in Melbourne, and we were out celebrating the opening. We had a sort of a party, and a lot of the people there were the animation community. And yeah, there's a room full of adults, you know, all grown-ups, who love animation, and lots of them love stop-motion animation. Uh, I had fun with them, and those are the people that will come along to the workshop. But I will say as well, though, that... So I'll be doing this workshop for professionals and semi-professionals and people who are keen to improve their skills and so on. But at the exhibition at Acme... There is also a room at the end of the exhibition where anyone can have a go at model animation, at clay animation. Kids and their parents, family groups, can try it themselves. Because as I think I said at the start, it is actually quite simple. It's not not difficult. So um, I guess I'm saying the the message is that we're trying to make it available, accessible to everybody because it's it's fun. It's great. It's a great, great fun thing to do, and it it it, it appeals. You know, last night these people that were at the party—they're all adults like me—but their eyes, their eyes are gleaming with excitement when they talk about the special joy of, of animation. They've retained the inner child. Well, Peter, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Right, oh, great pleasure. Nice to talk to you. That's Peter Lord. He's the creative director and co-founder of Ardman Animations. And this Sunday is Family Activity Day, so head to the website for more details. It's acmi.net.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.